Hey there, it's Corey Andrew of the Core Issues Podcast. As a journalist, pop culture commentator, and recording artist, creative experiences and having strong opinions are a big part of my life. On the Core Issues with Corey Andrew Podcast, I'll be sharing those opinions, and you may not always agree, but I welcome the discussion. On a range of topics, from social matters and politics to entertainment, LGBTQ plus issues, conversations with celebrity guests, and of course, talking to everyday people doing extraordinary things. Betty is an American teen comedy television series created by Crystal Moselle. The show is based on Moselle's 2018 film, Skate Kitchen, and depicts the efforts of a group of Gen Z girls attempting to stand out in New York City's predominantly male world of skateboarding. Betty made its debut this past May and has been renewed by HBO for a second season. I recently spoke with Moselle about her inspiration for creating the series. Just to give a little background for you, so you're a New York-based documentary and fiction filmmaker, and your new project, Betty, is debuting on May 1st on HBO. So congratulations on that. Ideally, though, I guess people might know you from your work, previous work, and you've done a lot of documentaries, and you had this, the, the documentary, well, the film Skate Kitchen. But the story goes mm-hmm. that you met a group of female skateboarders on the train, and mm-hmm. some sort of click happened that they became your creative collaborators. So tell me about that meeting and, and how that inspired what we see now coming to HBO. Yeah, I met uh, Nina and Rochelle, who are two of the main characters in the show. I met them on the train, and... Nina was, you know, she has like an incredible charisma. She plays Kurt on the show. And I just was drawn to them and kind of just asked them if they'd be interested in doing some sort of project together. And we ended up going for coffee and I had gotten an opportunity from Mimeo to make a short film. And there wasn't enough time to do a documentary because originally I wanted to do a documentary and it was like a short film. Mm-hmm. So I thought like, Oh, let's, let's make something that's like inspired by our lives and we can turn it into more of like a scripted piece. And that's kind of what started the whole thing. And then it just, from there to a film and now to a TV show. I mean, it's amazing because when I saw it, it reminded me of, and this is not a bad thing, it reminded me of the film Kids in a way. Not as dark from what I can, <laughs> from what I can see, but I mean, as far as the authenticity. Totally, totally different story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can see, I mean, it's a totally different story, but it's about young, the youth in New York. Right. Get it. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, aesthetically, I, I. I mean, it looks like not that that's a bad comparison. I guess because it did, that was an amazing film too. But I guess the the comparisons from here, it looked really authentic, and it's that same sort of you know what you are known for doing is that sort of blurred line between documentary and scripted, right? Where and that's the the beauty of of work like that. So, what was your intention of bringing these stories to? the public, the big screen, and of course now to the small screen. What was their, the intention behind these stories? I think that I was inspired by these young women that, you know, aren't about being mean girls, are about including other women and what they go through in a male-dominated space. So that's like really like the themes and what, you know, I was bringing forward. And as collaborators, they brought a lot to the table, like, do these improvs to create scenes and would work together to make sure that it was as, as authentic as possible. Like to me, it was important that they felt like it, it represented their world. Right. And were any of these girls professional actors at all beforehand? No. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. They were not. 
Yeah, that's amazing because there is a natural appeal that they all have. Like when I watch it, it's like, and everyone's beautiful and diverse and it's a great, gorgeous cast and it does feel authentic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are these girls professionals? Because they are really comfortable in front of the cameras. You know, I noticed that. Yeah, well, we've worked hard. They've worked hard. Yeah. It just, you know, it it takes a second to be able to feel that comfortable. But I think it's like, you know, we work together and we you know we had a really wonderful acting coach she mm. was gray and we did a lot of improv i mean even before because sheila didn't work on the movie but we did a lot of improv and i think they're playing a version of themselves so it's really just about changing the circumstances to right. their life and living through those circumstances yeah it's a, it's funny you bring that up because it's almost like when Courtney Love broke out with People versus Larry Flint and um you know she was got such high accolades and she was like well I was kind of playing me you know so I I got that I yeah. kind of know what I'm doing so yeah it reminds oh, me of that God. well let me ask you now a couple of things just that I noticed in the film so in the trailer specifically. Now, for me, growing up like in the 80s, I remember like everyone I knew skateboarded and your documentaries make me realize that all that time, I don't think I saw girls on skateboards. I mean, like there's not one memory I can like, oh yeah, there was this badass skate girl. You know, I like I never, I don't have any reference or memory of that. And I'm realizing now because of your project that it's because it's been like a boys club all this time, right? I mean, they really weren't, you know, allowed in. Yeah, it's, it's more it was male dominated and I think that it's as with so many different industries and I mean the film industry with, I think that it's just these spaces that, you know, it takes a few women to break in and then they make space for other women and then it's, everything changes. Cause you ask guys like, don't they would never say no, you know, they're like, they can, I don't, they can skate. Like, we don't care, but at the end of the day, like, there is, like, an intimidation and focus that they put on women when they come into a skate park. And if you see other girls there, then it it automatically feels more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, like, of course, if you're in Washington Square Park now, like, it's, you know, a lot of girls skating. But, yeah, and, of course, I'm much older than when I used to make that observation. So, I guess it's gotten better, at least. So, are there girls, like, really kind of rocking now in that as a sport? Because I know it's kind of at a sport level now. So, are there females represented now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there has been females representing, you know, skateboarding for many, many years, like Alyssa Steamer. But, I like, now, like, I mean, there's, like, a whole Olympic team now. Oh, there's Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jen Soto. And there's plenty of women that represent skateboarding on an athletic, you know, professional level. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a ton of young women, even just since I've met the girls, like it's insane. Like, I think there's like about like 30 times as many girls that skateboard in New York City. Mm-hmm. if not more. You know, it's funny. It's, I think it's like, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say that I I wanted to ask you, you know, that exact question. Like, do you feel in some way that the work you've done with these girls has really helped even like increase the interest of young girls to get into skateboarding? I mean, I don't know. I think that I personally would say that there's, that these girls were a part of the tipping point of female skateboarding. And I think that they were a part of that zeitgeist but 
you know, I'm not sure if they would, you know, admit that or (laughs) (laughs) right, right. Yeah. I mean, but I saw it happen in real time. Like I literally saw how things shifted before my eyes and Mm -hmm. they were definitely a big part of that. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you can have work that inspires change and people inspire change, you know, that makes it all worthwhile. So one other question too, for you is now I noticed that you have a, I guess, a a previous documentary, The Wolfpack, which was about seven children being homeschooled in Lower East Side, I believe, correct? Mm -hmm. And so New York City seems to be like a backdrop that you really prefer to make your films in, if you will. So are you, are you a New Yorker, native New Yorker? I lived here for 20 years, but I am from California. Oh, wow. Okay. Northern California. Polar opposite. (laughs) So, yeah. But I'm very interested in New York stories just because I live here and I'm drawn to stories that I see and experience. So. No, it shows that you have a love affair with the with the city itself, right? And I can always tell a director's love affair with New York by how they film it, how they capture it. And you can see it's, you know, that like the city itself becomes almost a character, you know, in itself. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of what I got. No, it actually is. Mm-hmm. It is a character for sure. Yeah. So one other thing, the thing I noticed also in the trailer was a scene where a gentleman, a young man turns to a girl and says, you know, those Betty's over there, don't you? And she's like, no, I don't. And it's becomes like Mm -hmm. this negative thing. So the term Betty, is that, and maybe this of course is revealed, obviously probably in the show, but I mean, is that a derogatory term? Is that something that's like skateboarders use? Is that a, is that a men's derogatory term against girls? Like what is Betty? I mean, it actually, it's been both. It's been, a term that just explains a girl who skateboards or surfs. And then it's also kind of turned into like more of like a derogatory, like a girl who just hangs out with skateboard guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely seemed derogatory. Yeah. It seems like, so we're kind of, we're kind of reclaiming the term. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Well, like, you know, the thing is that what intrigued me about it was when I saw the trailer and, and I got the email from HBO to speak with you. I was so excited because I've always wanted to be a skateboard kid. And my mom was like, you're not going to get on that thing and break your arm. And, you know, I had that mom. And so I didn't get to do it. So I got pulled in immediately. But then I also realized that it reminded me of the relationship that my audience might have with these characters. Because just like when Sex in the City, for example, was a big show on HBO, a huge part of the audience were gay men because they identified with these characters of women who were for the first time, sort of like brought forth in a very real, raw, authentic way. And I have a feeling that same dynamic will happen with the gay male audience and these characters. So I definitely wanted to have the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, I really, you know, I already saw me in like just a trailer. I was like, okay, I'm her, I'm her, I'm her, (laughs) you know. Totally, no. Well, I look forward to sharing this with my audience and um, I will make sure that you guys see the content when I publish and thank you so much for your time awesome thank you you got it have a great day thank you bye bye thank you for listening to Core Issues with me Corey Andrew for future episodes please subscribe to this podcast on Instagram Facebook and Twitter you can follow me at Corey Andrew and follow the Core Issues Facebook page at Core Issues Media 